Okay, welcome back to the Sovereign Projector podcast. My name is Heather and I'm so happy you are here joining me today because what a excellent episode that I have in store for you. Um, I'm not going to record a very long intro today because I'm exhausted. It is, what, nearly 7pm on Thursday and it has been a very busy day with a lot of talking. I also recorded another podcast this morning and then I have been, um, yeah, and then I had a session and then I recorded (laughs) a couple of other things for a secret project, which I'm working on. Um, And then I finally got out of the house and went for a walk uh, and just got back and I was like, okay, busy day again tomorrow. So, and also like Friday is my day of rest. So I want to have the morning off and just a bit of spaciousness in the morning. I don't want to have to record an intro. So do it now before you get settled into watching Dawson's Creek. Um, Yeah, I've been watching Dawson's Creek. It's so good. Um, It's the first time that I've watched it. I'm a massive Gilmore Girls person, as you probably know, if you have been, you know, listening to this for a while or follow me on Instagram for a while. Uh, But I'd never watched Dawson's Creek, which I think is the same kind of era. Um, And... I was sort of expecting that same, like, happy-go-lucky, family-friendly vibe that I get from Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls is, like, my TV show of just, like, life is tough enough. I don't need to watch drama. Um, And I really get that from Gilmore Girls. But And that's what I was really expecting from Dawson's Creek. Just, like, you know, girl, boy next door, whatever. Um, And that's really what it was for the first season and a half. And then this this teenager just died just drowned and you saw her blue body and I was just like this is not the easy breezy after a long day um escapism that I need but now I'm hooked and what are you gonna do so yeah I'm watching Dawson's Creek we'll see how long I can stick around with it because I feel like it's one of those shows that the drama just gets more intense as you go along to the point that it gets almost ridiculous that's why I had to stop watching Grey's Anatomy actually um because oh it was about the fourth or fifth season and I loved it at the start I was you know one of the OG Grey's Anatomy fans I think I must have been 12 at the time 12 or 13 and I remember it was around the time that blogs first started and I found this fan blog of Grey's Anatomy Anatomy and um I would like you know post on their forum and stuff like yeah and I watched it from the very first episode and I loved it but then it got to about season four or five and every single main character pretty much died died or had some you know life altering event happen to them or divorce and almost everyone had dated and broken up or you know had their partner die and I was just kind of like this is too much and life is hard enough and it's gotten to the point where I am in tears every single episode and I'm torturing myself so I'm gonna have to let you go and I still haven't watched anything after that stage of Grey's Anatomy even though people keep telling me to um but yeah that was just a little tangent wasn't it uh yeah Charlotte today um so Charlotte is the the past life um healer that I spoke about a couple of episodes ago well, actually, no, because I did my mini series on the weekend, didn't I? Um, so two like long form episodes ago, we'll say two weeks ago, um, I spoke about and we had our session, I think about three weeks ago. Uh, and yeah, I just really wanted to learn more from her because I just think she's amazing, brilliant. Um, she's a manifester, uh, which makes sense to why I'm now literally obsessed with her. 
um, which we speak about in this episode. Um, yeah, if you, she is also launching, so she does like her soul contract clearings, which we speak about, um, and tarot readings and everything like that. And honestly, if you are listening to this and you feel drawn to it, then book with her. She's beyond phenomenal. Um, just I'll tag her Instagram. You just DM on Instagram, DM her on Instagram and say what you want to book. And she will sort you out with, with her availability and stuff. Um, but she's also launching this new business, which, you know, I don't think the details have been officially announced just yet, but I'll tag the, the Instagram for the new business um, in the show notes as well, because it sounds incredible and I can't wait to be a part of it. Um, yeah, I think I'll just, I feel like there was other things that I wanted to speak about if, other than, you know, I don't know why I ended up talking about Dawson's Creek for so long and Grey's Anatomy and whatever, but sure there was something valuable that I had to share uh maybe we'll just get into it yeah and I'm gonna knock off but like I said I'm gonna tag Charlotte and all her details in the show notes she is the at the renaissance with which on Instagram um and you know I'll put my Instagram in the show notes too come play you know how much I love to hang out with you and yeah just feel like people are actually listening to me <laughs> Well, Lisa's not as often me just speaking to myself now that I have, you know, been having actual guests on. Um, but yeah, it's nice to know that there's actual humans out there listening. Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, I will speak to you next week. And I hope you guys ha- are having a really good week and I hope you're having a good December. I know this time of year is, especially this year, oh my God, it's it, it can be so stressful and it is so stressful, but I think, yeah, whatever. In in either enjoy it or don't enjoy it, it, it's really up to you. I I love I live for this time of year. Um, it's just this true portal. I think this energetic portal of that you just get swallowed in of just no matter what you're celebrating, really, no matter what holidays or non holidays that you're you're celebrating or not celebrating, it's just this energetic portal in place where we're leaving one one year behind and we're sort of becoming the new us that's going to emerge into the new year and we can get swept up in all the stress and like the um the oh god I have to see family of it all or we can just be like okay what um what what do I want this like what does this energetic portal want to do with me if I actually take a minute take a breath uh think about that and I mean that's all easy for me to say and all because I mean I have about five or six people that I buy presents for and I am currently living in a bus in the middle of nowhere um but wherever you can find those little pockets of space throughout December to just be like okay what am I taking forward into the new year what am I even taking forward into Christmas like if you're so stressed about family and seeing the family could you just say like, oh no, and I'm I'm sure a bunch of people have this, not like beautiful excuse of COVID, but this this ready-made excuse of like, oh, we can't travel. So thank God the thing I've been wanting to do, which is not see my family on Christmas for the last like 10 years, I finally literally can't go see my family on Christmas. Yay. Um, so there's that, which is nice. But then it's like, well, can you even decide? Like, I don't need this excuse in the future. And I am choosing to move forward into 2021 
more energetically sovereign and less tied to the expectations of the family and just doing my own like shit and whatever they are doing and I can just tell them I'm not coming to Christmas and I don't need an excuse I don't need this convenient reason that we've all got um yeah have fun I'll I'll speak to you next week or I'll speak to you on Instagram or I'll speak to you in the higher realms who knows uh yeah I hope you enjoy this chat um I know I'm gonna be listening to it over and over oh and that's right that's the other thing I want to say is that Charlotte shares uh like a self-love ritual or self-love spell um like spell bath with us and so I'm going to write down the ingredients that she says in the show notes so that yeah we can all have a little um spell bath and she she speaks about this abundance melon jam and I've made it and it's delicious and yeah so I'll what I'll do is that when I post about this episode to my Instagram I'll then uh repost her post that has the recipe or maybe I'll just put the recipe in the show notes I don't know I'll decide when when I'm typing up the show notes what how much I can be bothered doing but um yeah the recipe is so good like melon jam who knew I'd never considered making jam out of melons Uh, but apparently it's like a really magical spell and melons are a really magical plant for uh, money magic which again we get into the episode I should just (laughs) stop talking you can tell I'm overtired enjoy farewell hello everybody and welcome back to the sovereign projector podcast i am sitting here with the ravishingly beautiful charlotte <laughs> Better known as <laughs> how are you i'm very well thank you how are you doing mm. yeah i'm bloody good um <laughs> so <strange. laughs> Well, it's funny, like I said in my, I did put out a podcast last week and I told everyone like about a session that I had with you and I was like, I just want to get her on the podcast just to listen to her accent a bit longer. And now I'm here. I mean, yeah, ironically, English people don't think I have an English accent because I've lived in Europe for so long. They think I'm American. So my English accent has like gone down drastically since living in, in the Netherlands that yeah. now I've, I've lost it. I'm trying to get it back. I'm going to have to watch a lot of Harry Potter or something. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> the Harry Potter accent is so good. Well, I don't know. It sounds fine for me. And it's like so fancy. Where are you from in England again? I was born in Bury St. Edmunds, uh, which, in Su- which is in Suffolk. And then I grew up in Nottinghamshire, like the land of Robin Hood. Oh. Lots of forests. Oh. Is that in mi- the middle? Right in the middle, yeah yeah like bangs back in the middle of the country yeah like I I love the southern accent like I lived I lived in Brighton for a while and I love the southern accent and oh my god some of their sayings are just so funny like when I was living there um it was 2017 and their word for hungover was like hanging so people would be like people would say to me like oh you're hanging I was like what what are you talking about um but yeah and then like the middle england accent is just so funny i i don't want to spend too long teasing different uk accents but um then i was (laughs) i was staying with family in uh stoke on trent and their accent's hilarious love them um but then we went to visit like other family in yorkshire and one of my aunts (laughs) oh my god 
God. Oh, the Yorkshire accent. <laughs> I could understand like every second word. But one of my aunts, she was like speaking about like someone cleaning out her gutters and she was like, yeah, he's doing more gutters. <laughs> I literally don't know what you're saying. It took me so long. My dad like goes on and off with all the British accents. He's worked all over the country so he can like replicate them perfectly and he'll answer the phone every time with a different greeting and a different accent. That is he, like, puts on the hat. <laughs> and we have a saying in England as well like Bob's your uncle. It means like job's done, everything's good, like Bob's your uncle. Yeah. I have an uncle Bob so you know that makes me extra British and my last name is Potter so I'm basically a wizard. I know. I saw that. I was like, oh my God, you were literally destined to do this work. <laughs> exactly. You are Hogwarts. <laughs> anyway, um, do you want to introduce yourself in whatever way you want? Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do. What, yeah, um, I mean, my name's Charlotte. I'm the Renaissance Witch over on Instagram. I um, am a mirror witch. I work a lot with the sea. I do a lot of past life work and contract work, working in like the Akashic Records, looking at um, your soul's contracts and contracts you have with other people. And I do a lot of mirror work and protective work with mirrors. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's like an ever-changing path for me, like constantly transforming and like, okay, what's, ne- what's going to be next? I, I literally, I don't know. I don't know. That Talking is so- to bad people. <laughs> I think that is the way to live yeah that that's like the journey I've been on even this last few months too like just the the podcast guest we had on a couple of weeks ago it was just us speaking for two two hours literally about how we just keep changing and we feel so guilty because it's like we're going one way but then it was just like oh you know people are so determined to like put a label on themselves like this is what I do yeah but why can't we just be humans who are just doing stuff? <laughs> That's the thing in like the witchcraft community as well. Cause like you have the different types of witches and people kind of like, like to label themselves. I created my own category and called myself a mirror witch because that means I reflect into like all other areas. And um, yeah, no, it can be quite confining in, in every sense, but I think you have to be open to where your path's gonna take you in life. Because we really don't know. We can't know. We can't know. That's part of the the, the deal of coming back here. Yeah, exactly. And that's like humans. Like we love putting things in neat little boxes and stuff. And that's funny you said that about the witchcraft. Because like that was one of the things because I've been getting back into my witchcraft. And like one of the most overwhelming things was like, yeah, hedge witch and green witch and like all these yeah. things. I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> no. Just ignore it. Just do you. Like, be, yeah. be your version of a witch. And then if you fall into one of those categories eventually, then fine. But, like, don't don't box yourself in. Yeah. And, like, you can practice witchcraft even without calling yourself a witch. A lot of witchcraft is just basic spirituality. Um, exactly. And a lot of people are practicing it without even calling it that. Like, in yeah, the like spiritual the community. Intentions and, yeah. Because it comes exactly. with like this baggage attached to the to the word witch, and I, I kind of would love if we could reclaim it and kind of take it out of the dark ages and take it out of like a, a swear word or a mystical creature or a Halloween costume and turn it into oh, just like an empowering term. But oh, I know. Yeah, well, that's why. Yeah, that's what I'm all about right now. Just how, and I think honestly, it was all by design that 
that that word because there's so much inherent power inside of it because it literally gives us the clue like that first little clue oh hey i have some personal power and sovereignty in this world um but by you know them making it this like you say like a swear word this scary thing like oh don't dabble in witchcraft like you'll probably end up cursed with a massive nose or whatever um and all these just like negative associations and then just like I think too just probably a lot of us have like past life recollections of that being so shamed you know from just exile from the community all the way up to being burnt alive that that shit lives inside our aura and so it's like well I can't use that word because that word has gotten me killed before or yeah exactly or you've witnessed someone who's gotten killed for the same thing it it, like it lives with us in like a past life scar almost that we have to heal yeah have you have you ever seen like things like that come up in your past life sessions like specific around that um one of my business partner actually she she and I have a past life together where we died as witches um in the UK witch trials um so she's healed that and I've healed that in myself I haven't had it come up specifically witchcraft related in a session um that I can talk about because I like to keep like privacy with my clients but it has been a subject in and around past lives um and it's quite a heavy wound to lift because it comes with the individual oppressing themselves in this incarnation almost as a reflex to protect themselves honestly yep yeah exactly and it takes a lot of time to like reprogram them to feel like they're not going to get caught out for doing something which was taboo back in the day Mm. um we had some nasty witch trials here on the island of guernsey and i went to the site of the burning of three of the witches and it's always difficult to say if they were witches or just herbalists who someone didn't like and that's the most awful thing about the witch trials is like they were so afraid of the idea of the women having this power that anyone who scared them anyone who they didn't like mm-hmm. and yeah. um yeah I went to the site I gave an offering to the to the three women who died there yeah. and it's quite a grueling it yeah it would be yeah yeah, yeah. it's and it's something that you kind of learn about in school well you learn about like the Salem witchcraft trials but then a couple of years ago I listened to this podcast it's called the history of witchcraft and he goes through the entire like and it it can be quite like gruesome and brutal like he'll just describe the kind of torture techniques that they use on the women and the men too um but yeah it's like 46 episodes long and he just goes into you know it all throughout Europe and whatever I was just like oh my god this is so much more than a few just like witches being burnt in in Salem in the 1600s like this has been going on for thousands of years and it has not been pretty Yes, 100%. Yeah. I mean, the story that happened here, one of the women was unfortunately pregnant when she was put to death. And um, the reverend, the priest who was there, she gave birth due to the trauma and he threw the child back onto the flames. And the scar that that leaves in an area and in a community of the pain and the suffering is astronomical. And I think... We're, like my heart goes out to the child who reincarnated into that vessel and then suffered that fate to only like be sent back how they must be living yeah. I do not know 
yeah I know exactly well hopefully they find you <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. Love to him. <laughs> oh that's so interesting okay and you said something about you work with the sea a lot what does that involve yeah this is a new thing for me because I moved to an island um just this summer so I've been working with the sea and using a, a lot more of the elements in my craft than I used to. I was in a city before, so I always yeah. felt very cut off. And now I'm like surrounded by beaches and like hills and like beautiful scenery and sandy beaches and shells. So I'm just like everywhere that I can incorporate that into my craft, I do now. And I love it. I have a little cave down on the beach that I go and visit and I go and sit in my little sea witch cave and I'm like, I'm so happy. I feel like oh I'm just <laughs> oh that's so cool even just down to like like I always because I live by the sea as well again um after a few months away as well I just moved back a few weeks ago and yeah just even just down to always having like little shells on my altar just like it's just something I've always done like just always had shells we used to make the little like hanging uh, what are they called that you give to babies to like help them relax oh like a mobile yeah, yeah yeah we used to like have one of those that we made out of shells um in my childhood house and it was so magical <laughs> I have one hanging in the room in my oh. in my office like to the side of my desk oh I want to make one <laughs> the shells are great to use for protective uh, purposes because they do kind of like encompass the individual so if you're making like a spell jar you can top it with a shell for protective purposes and I use shells to draw shells for past lives. I use them in my divination. Do you really? Mm-hmm. So I collected shells from the beach and each individual shell, I write a prompt for a past life theme. And then when I'm doing a past life session, I reach into the, the bowl and I pull out a shell as a form of divination to connect to past lives. That's cool. So you kind of go, <laughs> you've gone beyond... <laughs> you've gone beyond the tarot thing like you've brought in other yeah stuff. No, I mean you can read anything it's alternative divination you can read cards against humanity as a divination method oh if you to. <laughs> you'll get pulled out but you can <laughs> how would you even do that or do you just like so okay this is what I'm really confused about because like with my tarot and whatever like I sort of learned the basic jive of each card but now I'll just like because just from watching a bunch of tarot readings on YouTube they just like pull cards and like say whatever comes into their head pretty much so now that's what I do like I'll just like pull cards and be like oh this and it usually makes sense especially when I'm reading for myself I don't really read for other people yet um but is that basically what you do like yeah that's the gist of it it's just trusting the intuition and letting the the whatever you're using to use for divination speak to you um, and adapting it for what you're reading. You can read a beer um, glass. You can read foam on a beer glass. You can read an empty plate. You can read Pokemon cards. Like, it doesn't have to be tarot. <laughs> what is your favorite? Like, <laughs> I mean, my favorite at the moment is the shells. Like, I'm utterly obsessed with them. They're so accurate. Um, mm. I do like reading candle wax. If I burnt like a candle for something, for um, an intention or to protect someone, to send someone some like you know, healing energy. Um, I like to read the wax that spills or the wax that leaks out onto the table. Um, I like reading smoke and I like reading flames as well. Like I connect to my guides and my deities through reading the flames on their candles. 
this is so cool and now I'm having flashbacks to like my witchcraft experimentation when I was 12 and I did this spell because like I wanted to read my past life <laughs> and it was like you you light a candle and you sit in front of the mirror and you just like have the candle in front of you and you just like let your eyes blur over and just like see your face shift into who you were kind of thing and I think I mean I was 12 and I was probably a lot braver then when, than I was now than I am now to be totally honest <laughs> but yeah my face like started changing um and I freaked out obviously but yeah like the flame was going mental like it was going absolutely yeah. mental. <laughs> that's scrying that's what you did it's a form of scrying when you use a mirror to look for past lives oh my god I want to try it again I'm so in without even meaning to back as a 12 year old child you already innately knew how to scry which means that you definitely did it in a past life <laughs> well the first okay now I want to speak about okay some spells and stuff because all right so I did this first yeah when I was 12 I started like googling like book of shadows and stuff on the internet and like I had my little altar set up and yeah I think we spoke about this in our session because Charlotte and I did like a past life session contract clearing session um but yeah so I had my little altar and I was so into it and I was so obsessed and I was like calling myself a witch and I was like ordering myself these witchcraft books online and then I don't know exactly what happened but I definitely think there must have been some like friends coming over and like my my parents were obviously like what the fuck are you doing but my friends were like what is this and I was like it's my altar <laughs> just like what is this weird shit and then I just yeah chucked it out and put it away but I successfully cast a money spell this was like my first successful spell it was like you know you put a, a denomination of money in an envelope and you said these like words I can't remember it was like money money something times three I could probably remember it now and you like put it on your altar and lit a green candle and then every night for seven nights you repeated the words and on that so I started on the Saturday so it must have ended on the Friday and the next Saturday I put $20 in the thing the next Saturday my nana paid me $60 to trim her hedges Perfect. <laughs> I was like, oh my god magic is real it is it is real and oh, it's that my... tangible to a, an envelope and a green candle, like. <laughs> and, you know, you can get in your head and be like, oh, maybe your nana was always going to pay you, like, to, to cut her hedges or whatever. And she probably was, but she would pay me, like, $10, like, other times. And this random time, she's just like, here you go. So successful. Oh, my God. <laughs> My money spell is in my shower gel, actually. So I wash myself and then repeat the mantra and I have the herbs in my shower gel. So you, did you buy a shower gel and then just add herbs to it or did you? Yes, I did. What are I your bought, Yeah, go on. I bought um, a shower gel specifically because it was like amber scented and rosemary. And I thought that's perfect for money magic. And I yeah. added... Uh, bay leaves to it and a few other things and I covered the bottle and sigils and then every day when I have my shower in the morning I repeat my money mantra and I use my shower gel and just keeps things going that's such an easy way to do it um so I am all about making life easy with witchcraft yeah. though because <laughs> you don't want to spend like it's nice to do like proper ceremonies and stuff but you don't want to be doing that every night and like how it's taking up your time 
I tried to make like a money jar because I saw the spell on YouTube and it, it cracked. <laughs> Except I was reading that. <laughs> I was like, fuck, this is a good sign. <laughs> able to contain the amount of money that's meant to come to you that's what that is yeah we'll we'll see it like that yeah so I just like well I was actually reading like on the website where I found the spell that that's pretty common um you just have to like it's it's I don't know you need to do more of a like it wasn't protected enough there was there was something so I was like okay I should figure this out yeah but I just like intuitively buried everything that was in the jar in the ocean, not in the ocean, like in the dirt. I was like, okay, we'll just let it grow. (laughs) That's the safest way to do it. If something goes wrong, it's like bury it in the dirt, let the earth absorb it. I do that when I break curses and um, remove like entities. I always bury it in the ground or give it to the ocean. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just let take care of it. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You mentioned sigils. What is this? Uh, what are sigils in general or yeah yeah so they are symbols and uh, magical symbols with intention behind them used to help like boost whatever that intention is in your everyday life so a sigil could be in a logo for example mm. it's more like the symbolism behind the image um, but you can create sigils through like quite an easy method you write oh. down your um your intention as specific as you can you cross out all of the vowels and then you take the consonants and turn them into I some people have different methods with this you can um place them around in a circle and connect the lines from one letter to another to make a shape or you can dissect the letters into shapes and combine those shapes together adding a few little flares every so often and then that's your sigil that's so cool. And then you would just write that on a bit of paper and like add it to your whatever you're doing. Yeah. So, yeah. so you- my manifestation sigil, I put on every single page of my diary so that I boost my manifestation. Dude. Ah, like you say, it's so simple, but you would be looking at that every single day. And so it's just like re reprogramming your mind, like exactly just through that. Yeah. Yeah. It just reminds you that you're capable of achieving anything that you put your mind to do basically and I have um, my money sigils that I put at the end of the week to make sure that I keep like getting clients and I keep like prioritizing spending and saving uh, specifically for me (laughs) that's one of my problems is like (laughs) saving and being consistent not not in my that's a bit of a a childhood wound that I'm working on Um, so yeah it's like a little reminder every time I see it like Oh, I need to make sure that I put X amount away for taxes and for savings. <laughs> you know, adulting. <laughs> Adult things. Oh my god, I know. What um so in astrology, we were speaking about this and I just I just want to know. So you're coming into your Saturn return to are you? Saturn in Aquarius? Yeah, so excited for it. Not. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> I know. Do you know what house it's in, like in your chart? Off the top of my head, I don't know. I'm I have to go back to my chart every so often and like re-memorize it but I don't know (laughs) okay cool I was just curious you'll have to send me your birth birth details have you ever heard of human design I have do you know what you are I don't understand it I believe I'm a man is it a manifesto there's a manifesto or a manifesting generator I'm a manifesto 
Oh my god. Yeah. Of course you are. Manifestors are my favorite. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. right. I, I just didn't know what it meant. I like looked it up and I was like, okay, I'm that. I can tell people if they ask me, I don't understand what it means. I can send you some stuff. <laughs> most of my thingy was, when it, most of my chart was white as well. I had just two like um, sections that were brown. I don't know what that means either. It's all new to me, to be honest. Yeah. That's just like the little, the little pictures are like the energy centers or like your chakras kind of thing. Um, so oh, okay. where, they're, where they're open and white. So this would make sense for like a intuitive, but where they're open or white, you kind of take in external information and kind of read it in your own body and then can like kind of reflect it back. Um, and the two brown centers is where you're more defined. Um, so as a manifester, one of them would obviously be your throat center. Yeah, yeah always. Yeah, <laughs> which is awesome because then you actually have this like kind of ability to bring the energy that resides inside of you out. So I would be curious. It's my sacral as well that was the other one that was brown. I don't think it would be your sacral because that would make you a manifesting generator. Was it your solar plexus? Solar plexus, that was mm -hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be your emotions and stuff. Like, yeah, so. Pisces. Pisces yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy. Okay. Um, anyway, after that little sidetrack. <laughs> um, uh, it just confuses me. Yeah, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's such a complex system. The basics is like the manifesto thing. Yeah. The basics of being a manifesto is just that like, because you have such a, I don't want to say confronting energy, but your aura is just like big. Um, and it's made to kind of like butt up against people. So you're actually kind of designed to be like somewhat triggering in some ways and who you're for, you're really for, but who you're not for, you're really not for. And oh, so, I hear that. <laughs> and so like when you are communicating with other people, um, with the people that you want to include in your world, so you're married, aren't you? Yeah. So with your husband and whatever. Yeah. Um, he like if if they they can feel kind of excluded from your world um because of your aura being so big and so it, that's why it's like <laughs> oh my gosh you're reading me like a book <laughs> the manifesto strategy is to inform so if you just let him know even when um you're going into the other room just be like i'm gonna go get a cup of tea and then he can like be allowed into your aura and that's all it takes hey. is like opening it up. Otherwise, he feels like, God, she never tells me anything. Like, <laughs> where are you? And you're like, I went to get a fucking cup of tea. Relax. Yeah, and he's a generator as well. So I think wow. that, that is, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> Thanks for that. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, manifestors only make up, it's like 8% of the population or something. So you're a rare breed. Oh, so I'm so rare. It's like I'm an INTFJ or something as the personality type, which is the rarest oh. one. Are you? Wow. I feel like I'm just the one that all empaths are. What is it? Like I in, I can't remember, but yeah. Something. <laughs> Um, anyway I want to ask you about glamour magic yes because I was reading yeah I was like stalking your Instagram oh my god okay speaking of stalking your Instagram are you an actor too 
Yes, I am. Because <laughs> I saw this like Charlotte. That's my other life. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like they're so related to like being an actor is literally just being a witch, like, you know, creating this different world, creating this different character. Oh, I was going to eat the lines of the characters and you breathe life into who they are and you put on the shell of that individual and you perform it's a, it's a way for me to like express myself and I work particularly with Apollo who is the god of the arts and that's one of the ways I honor him but I just I love being on stage I have done my whole life I was brought up as a dancer I did ballet for the longest time and then like transitioned into acting and yeah no I'm mostly in horror films though that's that's what I've been in in the past so a lot of a lot of dying a lot of running a lot of screaming you know <laughs> oh my god you have to send me something that you're in is like I will it's great yeah. fun I love it yeah. I like just before the massive lockdown started um, at the start of this year I like found this acting class I've been trying to talk myself into it for years because uh, I took drama when I again when I was 10 obviously something happened like around 10 12 where I just disconnected myself you from my away your acting and you packed away your witchcraft mm-hmm. yep um but yeah so I found these like adult kind of beginner drama classes and I was like sent them an email they're like yeah cool come in and I was already and then like the massive lockdown happened and I need to actually get back on that because oh my god yes yeah <laughs> it just I, I support you in that thank you <laughs> yeah because I like I love it and I, yeah I'm always I feel like I'm just always doing that and just like annoying the people around me because I'm always putting on accents and stuff but <laughs> yeah. yeah I feel you um but I yeah mean, so it's been weird to- being an actor during lockdown because all of your auditions oh. are now like over the phone so it's it, it's bizarre that would be so hard yeah I follow like a couple of actors on Instagram and they were just kind of like making stuff at home and they just like each record their little part in their house and then they just like flash to the other house just like finding creative outlets when you can't get together and actually do it which yeah oh god yeah it's been rough um, anyway, yeah, back to speaking about stalking your Instagram and you have this post about glamour magic and again, flashback to my early witchcraft days, um, I found this spell and I think it was a perfume actually, I think it was enchanting a perfume and you just like put all your clothes um, on your floor and then you put a little spell on this this perfume and then you're meant to like spray the perfume all over the clothes and it's meant to make you beautiful and I don't think it really worked (laughs) but uh, (laughs) I'd love to hear your point of view on glamour magic and just even if you have like a little simple spell or something. I mean glamour magic is the real life version of applying a filter so it, it doesn't actually change who you are as a person it changes the perception that people have of you and it brings the parts of you that maybe you're slightly like more insecure about more to the surface so it helps amplify the things that you like about yourself and diminish the parts that that maybe you're a bit more uncomfortable about um so it's like face tune or using a filter or whatever but just on the everyday that's kind of how I see it 
I love that so much. <clears throat> and yeah, I mean, I don't know what I was expecting. Probably as a 12 year old, I was expecting to wake up the next morning and just like look like, I don't know, someone who was pretty back then um, and admired. But yeah, I feel like that is just so fun. And like, obviously like you are so beautiful. And every time that I look at your Instagram stories, you're just so aesthetically pleasing. So I feel like that's what it is. <laughs> I know my angles. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real magic. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's the modeling I did in the past. I know that like my right side is my slightly better side and that my left side, you know, is, you know. <laughs> and I have to lift my chin up a little bit more and it makes yeah. my nose look nicer. Oh my God, so much better than me. I find myself always on my stories like taking photos from down here so you can just see up my nose. I'm like, this is nuts. <laughs> you're welcome world <laughs> yeah no this is a bad angle for like everyone like looking down it just makes your nose look so long oh my god and you like tilt your head up a little bit more and turn slightly to the side and it gives you more of the jawline that's part of the glamour magic though that you start to do that intuitively because you know how to put the best side of yourself forward literally mm. yeah <laughs> okay so what's like what kind of things can you do to create glamour magic so like we spoke oh, about her I have it in every every single aspect of my life like my makeup brushes every time I wash them I wash them with rose essential oil for beauty and cleanse them and then like I charm them so that when I'm, I put on my makeup it applies better and it kind of like makes my face more aesthetically pleasing looking more symmetrical looking more glowy I do the same thing with my makeup I charm my makeup as well so when I put on my makeup it's all charms with lipstick it's the same uh with perfume I do it with my clothes the night before I think of the day that I want to have ahead of time and what I need to do and then I just allow the outfit that I want to wear come into my mind and then the next morning I grab that I have heard of people doing this like this is the second time this has come up I feel like I want to start doing this because <clears throat> it's so true like when you're dressed for success you just end up having like <laughs> more because if I just let myself kind of hang around the house in yoga pants nothing and you just don't feel as alive and like sparkly and beautiful but like so you're almost setting an intention and creating an outfit that aligns with that intention exactly. or like intuitively like finding an outfit that aligns with that intention oh my goodness okay I love and that. it's like dressing for that character and what that character is going to do in that day and how they're going to look kick-ass and how they're going to get it done that's it's acting <laughs> real life acting. It, it is yeah <laughs> it's my costume for the day <laughs> and I have on I have a self-love altar that's one of the huge places that you can start with this is you collect a few things that have meaning to you like if it is it is it a crystal I have lapis lazuli on mine because it's the um the crystal of the gods and of the uh, royalty in ancient Egypt I think it goes back to my very like first past lives in ancient Egypt and it just feels so like regal to me and I have peacock ore as well which is another crystal of expression and beauty um, and I have a little crystal vial full of rose petals and a candle and my book of shadows that I'm working on my grimoire and I also have a little uh, bottle full of self-love oil I made over a full moon in the summer oh there's my, my own goodness. spell of all hand-picked herbs and things from around the island put together and enchanted to make me 
beautiful and dirty rich, basically. (laughs) Ideal. And so with working with an altar, will you kind of update it? Like, how do you work with it? Or does it just sit there? Like, yeah, what's your kind of go with working with it? Well, I make sure it's clean. Uh, So I clean it every new moon because new energy to bring it in for the following um, lunar cycle. And I update it with new pieces that I have that I want to add to it. So I added um, a jewelry box on it where I keep my spelled and um, special jewelry pieces that I wear during my sessions. I have a ring for channeling. I have another ring for connecting with my dragon. I have a necklace for vocal channeling. I have a protective necklace that I'm wearing right now, which comes from my grandmother. Um, So it's like, whatever I feel like needs to go on there, I just listen to my intuition and change it out. But I have several altars. That's just my self-love one. (laughs) They're just smattered around the house. (laughs) I have like a whole chest along the side. I'll have to send you a photo of it at some point. I have a long like sideboard almost. And I have um, like five different altars on it. Oh my God. As in, yeah, like dedicated to different areas of your life. So I have three for deities and one for a pantheon, one for money, and then one for self love. That's amazing. That's six. (laughs) (laughs) It's two of the deities are together. That's why. Which which deities are you working with at the moment? Is that. I have Hephaestus and Apollo, who are my sky daddies, and <laughs> love them. They're very much in my arts corner. They work with me with my acting and my uh, poetry and my artwork. Like, that's where I honour them. And I work with Hecate, yep. who is the triple moon goddess. Yep. Um, I She's say that like- gently. It's a full moon tonight, so we're, we're about to do some work later yeah. on tonight. <laughs> gonna get be a party up in here yeah i have a representation for the egyptian pantheon as well just to honor back to my first life and honor them but i don't specifically work with them individually it's more a kind of a showing of respect from me to them that i want to hold them in my space Mm. yeah that's so nice i want to like as we spoke about i've been working with venus for like a few months without even realizing it really um (laughs) yeah I love that (laughs) without even realizing it I was just working with Venus (laughs) I was reading reading about one of the gods one of the sky daddies that you mentioned Hephaestus yeah I was reading about him yesterday because I'm like um just like doing some secret astrology business (laughs) that I'm creating um but like which because there's this dude this like astrologer from the first century and he has this I guess it's like a poem he's like a poet and astrologer I'm like dude you are my goals <laughs> that's what I want to be <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah he he wrote this poem which like associates a specific like god or goddess with each sign and that dude Hephaestus was I believe it was Gemini I could be getting that wrong um but yeah I was like mm, I was re- reading about them I was like I don't get the correlation and then it wasn't what we kind of get used to in western astrology like in western astrology it was very much like 
you know, Venus is Libra, but in this, it was like some warrior god or something. I was like, oh, this is interesting. So, um, yeah, I'm just like really fascinated and want to start working with deities more and more and just learning more because mythology is just the most it's fascinating. fascinating. Yeah. So and Hephaestus is the husband to Aphrodite as well. Oh, so, cool. You know. Yeah, maybe that's why he wants to come in. I'll just have like the whole pair. <laughs> no, it, oh, he's incredible. I love him so much. He's often forgotten about though, which is typical for Hephaestus and his life because he was literally thrown from Mount Olympus and into the ocean and then raised by Poseidon. He was considered um, to be disabled. He's a blacksmith. He's the original maker of um, mirrored, enchanted mirrors. He has a massive enchanted mirror. <sighs> Maybe he's incredible. Was he the one? Is he the one who like makes weapons and stuff too? Yeah. yeah okay. Black... This is Libra. He is associated with the sign of Libra. Yeah. <laughs> like first century astrology thing. Um, because <laughs> because the reasoning was um, and this is obviously an interpretation. We don't know what this first century poet was thinking, but the interpretation is that's like. Libra is actually pretty tough and like they'll fight for justice and stuff and so his his weapons and like his goldsmithing was what uh will kind of fight for the justice like he created actual scales or there was something along those lines I'm like oh damn this is so fascinating makes sense for him he is like he really does champion social justice yeah that would be it yeah I'm gonna and have Apollo's to just like I'm here. I'm perfect. Completely opposite. <laughs> oh, oh, can you can you guess which sign Apollo was associated with? I'm guessing Leo. Yeah, spot on. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no brainer. Yeah. yeah, no. My husband's a Leo. It's it is all true. Is he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is your um like sun sign and moon and rising and that? I am Pisces sun, Aquarius moon, and Virgo rising. Okay, yeah, that's right. You did say that. So you're like a weirdo, um, but you have that Virgo that brings yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a weirdo who likes to put like the perfect side of them forward, but there is no perfect side because I'm a weirdo. So <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And that's just like manifest a life too, I swear. <laughs> no. I just I don't mind being an outcast to be honest. Like it's much more interesting to be an outcast than to be part of the crowd for me. Like I want to like make my own path exactly yeah and this is what like I think life and this like reclamation of being a witch and like whatever that means like the biggest part of it is just realizing <sighs> okay there are so many levels I could say on this I get so confused when I say many things but it's like I was doing this reading the other day about it was like when you come into individuating from the crowd there are like these these three stages and the first stage is probably what I think a lot of our generation was born into like this Saturn in Aquarius generation was born as was just like I know in my heart I don't fit like I know this this world is not for me and I'm I'm not like these people and it's just like from birth you're like I don't belong here and then but you want to you want to fit so you almost overcompensate like you almost overcompensate to prove how normal you are and I feel like that's what my entire teenage years was um and then like eventually you move through that stage and you're like I can't hold it back anymore 
and you almost swing to the exact opposite where you just make yourself a complete outcast and you reject any aspect of society. <laughs> and this was like my probably early to mid twenties where I was just like, you know, just saying no to any authority figure. I was like, I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to have kids. I'm never going to like have a normal job. I'm just going to live free. And yeah, you just swing to the absolute opposite. And then eventually like at maturation, you kind of be your individual weird self, but sort of bring that self back into society because you don't feel like you're going to get poisoned by society's normality. <laughs> like championing your individuality. Mm-hmm yeah and so yeah, that's like and relate <laughs> like wow this is just my entire generation in a nutshell we're just trying to be ourselves but also not get poisoned by normality <laughs> weird and confused but just wanting to live our life please thank you very much <laughs> thank you. yeah i know without our parents constantly like oh my god we spoke about this in our session but like oh gosh so yeah what are you doing yeah. <laughs> yeah no my parents are like oh so you're a witch okay cool you what does that mean? okay yeah. sure you you you're right there and I'm like yeah I'm fine I Just, know. they don't understand but they respect and they leave me alone that's all I can ask yeah that's all you're gonna ask for exactly yeah I'm yeah kind of getting to that stage with my parents I think finally after our session of course and we cleared those bloody contracts <laughs> yeah love it I love playing um, contracts yeah I want to speak about that now okay my first question is did you like invent this process or did you like just kind of yeah really yeah <laughs> Oh my goodness. So what is, I mean, obviously there's some like tricks of the trade or whatever, but what, like, okay. So I've only been on the receiving end, but from, from the vibe I get, it's like, you kind of get a gist for the, the contract and then you go in, get a bit more information. And then yeah. you always like asked my permission to clear it. And your actual clearing was using fire. Is that the kind yeah. of idea? Fire the ultimate destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, tell me more about, like, inventing this process. I'm so curious. Did, were you just, like, experimenting one day? I, I invented it with the help of a couple of my friends who I work with a lot for my witchcraft. So I did some spiritual training with the half-assed witch who's over on Instagram. She's great. She's incredibly powerful and, like, she's truly a teacher in every sense of the word like she has so much to to teach people and I started training my my skills with her um and just like amplifying everything at the beginning of the year and from there I connected more with the Akashic records which is where this is all held because all of my contract work I do with your life contracts and your soul contracts uh within the Akashic records and kind of like I go to where your section is and then from there, the contracts will come to me from where you're connected to other people. And I don't know, I'm just very like, I call myself the Renaissance witch because I'm very old school in a lot of the way that I think, like I work very practically. I have to use like herbs and things to do the healing work. I don't just like use it in my mind and project it into existence. I need to physically like touch the elements to bring them in. And it's the same with the contracts. I need to physically tear the contract away from you and physically burn it for it to connect to the 
the Akashic Records into the, you know, metaphys metaphysical side of things. Yeah. And the, uh, the candle that I light is the candle that I light to connect to the individual's soul during the contract. So it's your your soul in the contract, in, in the candle that I burn the contract with with your permission. So it's all coming from you and with your permission. Like I don't take away any autonomy from anyone to do it. Mm -hmm. That is, yeah. Really, it wouldn't feel right just to take oh. it over and just get rid of it. No, exactly. Yeah. And I really liked like the herbs and stuff in the session. Like it just added a nice little, little touch. Cause like, you know, you would say to me like, oh, I'm adding cloves cause you know, I feel you need this. Or like, you know, I'm, I'm adding some more lavender cause you need to calm down. I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sleeping with lavender under my pillow for the last week or so, like dried lavender. And it's been so That's bad. an incredible use of it. Yeah. Honestly. I need, I just needed it. Like, Oh my God. And then last night, speaking of like messed up dreams, but well, not that we were speaking of that, but speaking of messed up sleep <laughs> last night, I was okay in my dream. And this was the one right before I woke up to. And so this is only a few hours ago because it's like, it's eight in the morning here. Um, but I was bathing myself in a kitchen sink, like at my childhood home. And I had like the little whatever. And then I looked down and I decapitated myself. And then I was like, fuck, I have to hide the body. <laughs> Hello, podcast world. <laughs> Just casually decapitating yourself in the morning. And yeah, like, and then, oh, whoopsie, where's my head? I'll just, I'll just push this under the cupboard here. Nobody will know. I know. That was the With worst what? You decapitated yourself. How are you cleaning it up? a really great great question because yeah then I saw myself I like wrapped my my head in some cloth so and then, then I was like mummified your decapitated body <laughs> I guess so <laughs> but then yeah I looked down and I was like oh don't look like then you're gonna feel the pain and then I looked down and there was just like my severed neck and body and I was like how am I gonna hide this it's so much bigger <laughs> what I love the fact that the first thought wasn't, oh, oh no, my head is no longer on my body. It was like, oh, how am I going to clean all this up? Like, as a decap put the brush in your mouth and just levitate your head. Oh, no. Gosh. So, yeah. I die in my dreams all the time and I always feel it like 100%. Do you? As, as part of the, the death side of my witchcraft that I don't really talk about that I like I live through death all the time when I'm asleep it's awful I, I don't love it I do not love it but do, like is that just kind of like representative of little parts of yourself dying like what we were talking about earlier like just constant transformation kind of thing <clears throat> yes and no like sometimes it's that sometimes it's due to the evolve evolving that's happening in my life and it's kind of paralleling it in the dreamscape and then yep. sometimes it's a past life that I live and I dream and I live through the trauma of that past life in the death. And sometimes it's a spirit that's in my space and it's showing me their death. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you, you also have like, like, are you a, a medium psychic as well? Like, do you also? Yeah, yeah. I do. It's not something I really like project out there because they've come yeah. to me already that like mm -hmm. if other people were coming to me with their dead people 
it might be a bit of a full house because I already have so many like dead people just hanging out a lot of dead animals come to me actually like that's the thing and then I get children and I get uh, more younger people do you has that been around since childhood like is that yes I lived in a place that I thought was haunted um I grew up in this house and I had the bedroom downstairs and my mum and my sister and my dad all slept upstairs and I see I used to see a man standing in the doorway of my bedroom almost every single night it used to freak me out um I got so freaked out I eventually convinced my mum to make me switch bedrooms with my sister she started sleeping down there she didn't know about the man because I didn't want to scare her because otherwise she wouldn't switch bedrooms with me and then she saw the same figure so like I think it's just been around for as long as I can remember honestly I've always been terrified of it until I started embracing my witchcraft and understanding that they don't mean to harm they just don't understand some of the time sometimes they don't know that they're dead and you have to tell them that yeah it yeah it it's scary like I get that too yeah but then it's like like you say it's like they're just they just want to be listened to like but then it's actually mm, it's actual like because there was one point a few months ago where I was just like, I have no idea what was happening, but I was just getting, like, I'd been doing, like, channeling, um, I haven't said this on here, but I'd been, like, channeling light language kind of thing, and I'd been doing it every morning. Um, and after a few days of this, I started, like, like, I started feeling more and more, like, just entities coming around me, and then one started materialising one morning, and at that point, I was just like, nope, like, I just, like, shut it off. I was like, nope, <laughs> nope, not ready. <laughs> I tell them not to show themselves to me because I will get freaked but sometimes yeah. they take it too far like I was in my shared office space the other day with my business partner and there was just a little boy singing and she's a witch as well she's like do you hear that and I'm like yeah I hear that that's scary as like it literally sounded oh. like oh yeah no and I'm like am I in a horror film right now and then there was like a, ba- a bash in the corner of the room we both looked over there and then a bash downstairs I was like okay and she's like I oh, know it's fine it's my brother Oh my god, wow. <laughs> she wasn't scared of him because she knew him yeah, and like exactly. she recognized the spirit because it had been around her the whole time. But for me, the first time hearing like a creepy child singing, I was like, huh, no thanks. Singing is the creepiest way to like it. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> oh my god. At least he wasn't singing like Jeepers Creepers or something. Fuck, oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine though? <laughs> Oh, okay. We should probably, I should let you get to your witchy full moon stuff. Um, I just want to see, is there anything else? I just want to, um, well, the number one thing I want to say. Oh, go on. Go go for it. Tell me what do you want to say first? Oh, the number one thing that I wanted to say was like, if anyone is considering like getting contracts cleared or is like fascinated by this kind of work, then I fully recommend Charlotte. Like, <laughs> you can't see, but she's she's posing. She's doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Like it was really phenomenal, and like I said too. Like I don't know what most of your sessions were like, but some like fucked up shit came up. Um. And you just held the space so beautifully, and like it was just the kind of it was like no nonsense, but nurturing. That's. <laughs> best way I can describe it you'd be, like, <laughs> you'd be like oh god stop you're so nasty to yourself but then you also would be like so kind and like you know like 
but then you'd also like call out my ex like oh yeah I don't like this dude <laughs> like not cool dude <laughs> I gotta be honest I'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> And like, I read the contract and I see that they're like a nasty person I'm gonna tell you <laughs> but do you know what that's great because and this is what like my friend who also had a session and I who had a session with you and I were talking about is that after it for her it was with someone else but for me it was with my ex like there was that little part of me that was still holding on being like oh maybe at some point we'll like work out our differences and get together it was like that little bit of hope like but then just hearing from an outsider perspective, what a shitty person he actually oh, yeah. is, it, it just released and like cut that little part of me that was still holding it, holding to it. So I feel like sometimes that's all you need is just like confirmation because we can be so blinded by like the people in our life, like, oh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> but like, dude. Yeah, and then you hear it from the outside perspective, you're like, oh yeah, maybe it was a little bit messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at this with rose colored glasses. Probably wasn't best for me. Not in my best interest to go back there. Probably <laughs> need to protect myself and find better people. Oh, I know. Oh my god. Yeah, that that'll be the day. <laughs> yeah. I no, mean, getting... honestly, with my contract clearing, like the most similar session that you can compare it to is like a cord cutting ceremony or cord cutting. Yeah. But the issue that I have with a lot of cord cutting is. They cut the cord, but they don't deal with where the cord came from. They don't deal with what that cord means. They don't deal with like why it was there in the first place. And yes. that means that that cord can reattach. Yes. Yep. Or and it is cut and you're left with the wound. Um, mm. Whereas with a contract clearing, you understand where it's come from. You understand why it's there. You understand like what you got from it in the past and what it's holding you back on now. Mm. You understand where it is in your past lives, where it may have repeated with this individual and you completely get rid of it so that, that negativity can't follow you again and doesn't attach to you again in this life um, yeah. so I feel like it's a lot more protective and healing than just cord cutting I yeah I completely agree because and it's almost like it I think a lot of people will have a sense of where these attachments come from and like you know what the past life the jive of the past life like but then it's like when you actually get it like that validation of like oh okay cool that's like genuine and so this is why this same dynamic keeps playing out with this person or this is why like I'm feeling like this and then it's almost like the, it gives the rational mind something to cling to and to like validate yeah. experience of this life and that person and so then you're like oh I can see myself falling back into that old pattern so we're just <laughs> stop that right yeah, yeah. it touches on the psychology as well Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was so good. I definitely want to um, get another session because after we spoke, I was just going through everyone in my life. I was like, I want to clear contracts with them. I want to clear contracts with them. Like, yeah, I mean, I, you can clear contracts with everyone, to be honest, because absolutely yeah, everyone you create contracts with. And sometimes people create, create contracts with you and you don't even know that they've done it when they put expectations mm -hmm. onto you. And then it's like, oh, I didn't want that to happen. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it comes back to like, were my boundaries high enough in this space that this person now has expectations and now like sends me bad energy because I didn't feel those expectations and like, oh, let me clear that. Oh, and you're just like, I don't need this. Keep it. No, <laughs> get rid of it. <laughs> um, yeah. And can you, this is the one other question that I had actually, you just made me remember, like, 
can you so you'll use your divination and stuff so just say because i have this chronic back pain or whatever so this is just an example would you be able to if i was like i know this is stemming from something but i don't know exactly what it's stemming from would you be able to like would we be able to kind of chat it out together and figure out like what what contracts or what like shit is have you ever done something like that like physical i've had it come up with physical problems i mean i'm always hesitant to um start looking at physical problems as a spiritual problem unless the physical problem has been dealt with in a physical sense because I think that can bypass something that then can be dangerous so I always like as a disclaimer say you know get a doctor to check it out first like make sure you're cool um and then we deal with it spiritually as well because it can be both you can have a spiritual wound and a physical wound and I've had a spiritual wound turned into a physical wound as well so spiritual yeah. healing can have physical pain as well. I had yeah. um, in a past life, I was pretty much like harpooned with something from like this real toxic guy that was in my past. And I had to have that healed spiritually. And for two weeks, I had horrible pain on my side. And I had to literally put salt on it every day in the shower to keep the wound clean because it was that much of a nasty wound. Mm-hmm. Um, but for physical wounds connected to contracts, it's difficult to tell um straight away whether it's a a wound from a past life that's showing like the instance that I had with my harpooning um or if it's like an energy blocking blockage or if it's something to do with um a trauma space that can be like you're you've had trauma in a certain area or you dealt with some trauma in your childhood and then you hold that in that one space so that's kind of like we go through one layer after another to look where yeah. it could be coming from and how we can clear it. And then using your guides and mine, we go in and we spiritually clean it and heal it. Oh, it's bloody worth a try. I've tried everything else. And yeah, I've tried we'll all have the to go. And like done two liver cleanses, <laughs> which helped a lot, but it's still, it will still Is be Is it on there. your bottom right side? No, it's up here. Like it's it's chronic shoulder and occasionally neck pain. Okay. <clears throat> it could very well be related to like the the family um, like stuff that came up with my nana in the session, um, because I spoke about her having like the hunchback kind of thing. So I feel like it could be in regards to that. I don't know, but yeah, I'm I'm curious. I feel okay. I just had one more question. Do you go into your own past lives like all the time? <laughs> Or just yes no because I have the problem that I tend to like I can I struggle to stay present like here like in this earth plane and grounded and like focused so when I felt like working or doing a session I really 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 try my hardest to like stay present so I can get like human stuff done muggle stuff done but um yeah I can sometimes like neglect my own past life healing just because I need to be physically here in this incarnation um but I deal with it mostly in my dreams like that's when I dream about my past lives which is real weird because I'll be like oh I know you oh wait I'm not me oh you're a past life and it's just Uh. bizarre (laughs) (laughs) all right is there anything else that you would like to share with our lovely audience before we wrap up or I'll put like all your Instagram and website and stuff in the um Thanks so much. Um, I I can give you a bit of a self-love bath thing you can do to um, do some glamour magic on yourselves, past love, for um, self-love and 
for just general glamour magic? Um, first, you need some Epsom salts or pink Himalayan salt to put in the water to cleanse the water. And as you put in every ingredient, think of a way in which that will help bring you beauty, bring you confidence, bring you charm, bring you cleansing. So you start with the salts as the baseline to cleanse the water, to keep the energy pure and clean and at your highest good. Um, daisies are a great one to add because it's like the cute little daisy in the grass, like it brightens up the space. It's very like demure, very pretty, very delicate. Yeah. I always add calomel tea to my spiritual baths. It's cleansing, it's calming. Rose petals for beauty, for luxury, for love. Um, I love chamomile. I think it's my favorite herb. Like it's, I drink it every day. <laughs> like I drink chamomile tea every single day. And, and then I think, I drink, I've literally got chamomile tea right here. Like yeah. not even kidding. <laughs> it's, have you, oh my God, I want to send you this brand. I don't know if they would have it in the UK, but I'll send you a picture of it and you have to try it. It's like this chamomile and French vanilla tea. And is unreal. I'll send you a picture of it. And if you can find it, like, don't get it. <laughs> You'll lose your mind. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Please send it to me. I will. <laughs> With um, the bath as well. Like, if you think yeah. Cleopatra, milk and honey. Mm. I do soy milk because I'm vegan. And yes. for the honey, I made melon abundance jam and added melon abundance jam to the bath. So the abundance, melons represent money and they represent abundance. So you cook them over the heat and make your own personal jam. And then you can eat that every morning as a way to boost abundance, but you can also put that into your bath to add the abundance and the richness to you. And then rose quartz, obviously a candle, red wine is great as well. If you want to add red wine in there. Dip the red yeah, wine. you can bathe in red wine. Oh my goodness. That is yeah, so it is. It's like the ultimate. <laughs> yeah, literally. I mean, I wouldn't mix it with the milk and the abundance jam, but like in a separate bath, red wine and rose petals and uh, pink Himalayan salt. Perfect. Okay. Like top notch. Oh Just like follow your intuition and like look at ingredients, yeah. look at what they do for like beauty and self love and for abundance and think like, throw that in there. Throw that in there. Oh. <laughs> giant potion stir it up Ow, what could go wrong yeah that was like me when I made my little money jar I was just like grabbing herbs and just putting shit in I was like yeah this feels mm -hmm. good this feels good this feels lush just tell them uh, what they do if they go in and that's important that's part yeah. of the programming of it like, and fully yeah. submerge your body and then don't shower it off afterwards because if you shower it off you shower off the spell okay so you just would like sleep yeah. like go straight to sleep or whatever yeah, um, I mean, like picking the, babies out my hair first and being like, okay, well, cool. I'll shower in the morning. <laughs> oh my God, that's so fancy. <laughs> With the melon jam, is a melon like a watermelon? Um, honeydew. Oh, honeydew. Is that the green one? And cantaloupe. Oh, I love cantaloupe. Those two. Those two yeah. combined yeah. as like extra, extra potent. And then okay, cinnamon I'm, I'm as well. Going like really amplifies it which one cinnamon mm -hmm. yes like in the jam yes <gasps> okay i'm going to the shops directly after this and i'm gonna get some melon. Melon. i'll send it to you 
yeah that'd be great okay thank you so much and then i'll put like all the ingredients that you just said in the show notes too so that people can Ooh, yeah cool recreate there <laughs> and just like soak in the bath and like soak in the glory that is you like you are beautiful in your own individual way and that's all about what uh, glamour magic is it's about embracing it and like amplifying why you're unique and why you're beautiful I feel like this style of magic, it needs to be spoken about more because just the way that you said that, everybody needs that. Like yeah. we are all so shitty to ourselves. And if we just, you know, like people speak a lot about like um, money magic and like, which is awesome. But like, if we just- witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> if we just- yeah put a little focus on ourselves and like our radiance and just like falling in love with ourselves I feel like the rest of life just kind of falls together (laughs) like I can look back to the photos of myself before I started practicing I look like a different person like totally wow yep I want to see (laughs) I'll I'll send you a couple um and like the ones before when I was with my toxic ex when I hated myself you can see it you can see it and like now I I think I'm pretty cool like I like myself and yeah. I'm I'm I don't feel arrogant in saying any of that now like back in the day I used to think no if I if I say I love myself then I'm just gonna be like so shallow and so arrogant but like the least you can do in life is love yourself yeah I'm the same like when I was with my ex like I look at photos from myself now and my my hair is like dry and brittle my skin is pale and salad and like I'm I'm wearing makeup but it's so like and it was like good quality makeup and stuff too but you can you can see that it's just this, this mask this just like it didn't take to my face there was something that was like it was literally, I just felt like it was literally this mask between my inner unhappiness and like the external world. And now I haven't worn makeup in two years. And like, you know, I genuinely look in my face. I'm like, I like you. Hey, look at you. You're beautiful. You're hot stuff. <laughs> oh God. Got some work to do, but yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Same. It's like a different person. It's like looking at photos of, from another world. Yeah. Yeah. And a huge part of like what I do in my craft as well is like honoring the days where I feel like rubbish and I don't want to do anything and I just can't. And I like let myself have those days, like sweatpants, hair in a bun and like buying like spicy Watsits or like a big bag of um, crisps and like a Coke. And like I sit on the sofa and I watch Gilmore Girls and I'm like, this is it for today. Gilmore Girls is my favorite show of all time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Let's get to the part where Luke and Lorelai are, are gonna not get married and it makes me so sad because I love Luke and Lorelai. It's like my 10th time watching it, it's ridiculous, but like, <laughs> it's a safe place for me. Kilmore Girls is a safe place. <laughs> my sister has named her house Stars Hollow and her husband doesn't know that Stars Hollow comes from Gilmore Girls, so he's like, oh, that's a nice name. <laughs> yeah it's so lovely it's so quite if he knew he'd probably say no and she got a new shit soon and she called it suki so she's literally just gonna create stars hollow in her home yes when my sister and i moved in together last year or maybe the year before um the we played the song like where you lead we played that and just danced mm-hmm. around the house that was like the first thing that we did like the best way to welcome your, your yourselves to the new home it's like hello house I'm here we're gonna be lovely 
exactly. like I'm big on that like when you enter a new home like blessing it with like good energy and like dancing and like give an offering to it and like fully cleanse the space mm-hmm. that's what you were doing yeah. without even yeah. knowing yeah exactly <laughs> oh we did watch watch a lot of Gilmore Girls in that house so <laughs> it worked <laughs> yeah yeah I cleansed the shit out of this bus when I moved in but it's it's beautiful it's got such a nice vibe now it really has like it looks beautiful <laughs> it's so cozy yeah <laughs> oh all right my love thank you so much we'll say farewell to our audience um thank and again you. I'll this put all fun. yay I'm so happy that we could do this um again I'll put all your links in the show notes and say bye <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs> Bye.